This is the Orange Podcast. Conversations with Orange City Council for the local community. This is the Orange Podcast. You can use a smartphone to turn on the lights in your home or the heater so it's warm when you arrive. But in Orange, you'll soon be able to check out how much water you're using on your handheld device. That's coming up later. But first... The way we've invented new rules just to make sure we still have sport during the COVID crisis shows up just how important playing and watching sport is to Australians on the national level, but it also matters locally. Earlier on, I caught up with a member of council whose passion for sport has been guiding the development of new sports facilities for many years and to see what the next big projects are. Here with the Orange Podcast, this is Alan Rita. Sport and keeping fit plays a huge part in people's lives. And Orange City Council's got a role there to help out. One of the ways in which it coordinates what it does is a sport and recreation committee. And I've just learnt that the man who's been in charge of that's been doing it for 17 years, Councillor Jason Hamling. That's a long time. What, 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 what attracts you about sport and recreation? Uh, since I was young, my family and myself have been very invo- heavily involved in sport. I'm passionate about sport because I think it's not only about the competition, it's about the participation of... Uh, younger people especially, keeping them healthy and in this day and age keeping keeping them off those um, wretched iPads and all that sort of thing. So if we can um, if we can enhance our sporting facilities and, and make them attractive, that'll that'll um, then get them out playing and, and enjoying sport. You're looking at a couple of major expansions and it's, I guess it's good as, as chair of a committee to have a couple of big projects in the can. Um, let's talk about a couple. Jack Brabham. Um, Lots of community discussion there. How do you weigh up the value of a $25 million worth some versus some trees? We do a tree study. We do an environmental study. So, uh, you know, with this $25 million project, um, it is just going to put orange on the map for not only major major games with your NRLs, your A-leagues and your, um, you know, any other rectangular field sport, but the junior competitions, which brings tourism, brings money to the town, um, it, w- it will be able to go out to these groups and say, hey, come to Orange. We're not too far from Sydney. We've got a fantastic food and wine venue. Um, come out, bring your competition out here. And, you know, the Orange economy um, benefits from that with, uh, you know, money pumped into the town for a three or four day competition. A rectangular field, the big field, and we've been to grand finals at Wade Park where there's a huge atmosphere, uh, thousands of people there, but you're further away from the game in an oval, in an oval context. What does a, a rectangular field add to the, to the atmosphere on a day? Well, the one that's been planned out at, uh, at Jack Brabham, we're talking about a, uh, you know, a 1,500 to 1,800-seat capacity grandstand, but the ground will be built on a... Uh, on, on, a, on a mound situation where you are closer to the action, you know, it's it's like if you go to Sydney and you go to one of the one of the the NRL games that are in the that are in the suburbs, you're closer to the action. Where if you go to the Sydney Cricket Ground to watch a game of rugby league, you're so far away. So the rectangular the rectangular field just brings you closer to it, and um, you know you'll be able to hear what all the sports people are going through. Another program that's about to get off the ground in early days, Anzac Park. It's made a, a huge difference to basketball and netball in Orange. Is it big enough? Not at the moment. We, we, we built Anzac Park, I think it was around 10 years ago, um, you know, for netball and, um, you know, um, uh, with, with, as part of the PCYC. We built, it, we built it in a way so it could be expanded. 
Um, netball, the netball numbers have just exploded. And then you've got other sports that have come online over the past 10 years, like futsal and indoor hockey. So we've seen that, we've seen that we needed to uh, expand, expand the, um, the Anzac Park. So we are looking at that. There's been some plans put out to our sports committee for them to comment on. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, sport's in a good place at the moment in Orange. You know, we, we've, we, we've been recognised from the state government that they're going to they're fast-track this $25 million project out of Bloomfield. It's been signed off by the Premier, signed off by the Deputy Premier. They, they know the need for it. And obviously, um, there's new facilities that have gone up out of Jack Brabham Park near the softball, which are opening soon. We've got the Indoor Cricket Centre of Excellence that should be opened uh, just at the, in October, and that's, that's ahead of uh, schedule. And then we've got this new Anzac Park. So, you know, sport's in a pretty good place at the moment. But, you know, it's, it's not only about the competition, it's about the participation. And if we provide good facilities, as I said before, younger people will want to play that sport. The step before organised sport for little kids... Uh, is local neighbourhood playgrounds. Have you ever taken your kids to the to the swings around the corner for a game? Oh, when they were little. Oh, my boys. We used to hang out at the parks a lot because, um, and, and Orange is lucky. We we have a number of fantastic parks, and you know, with with uh, the new budget allocation where we've tripled the tripled the allocation to three hundred and sixty thousand for this year and three hundred and sixty thousand for next year. That gives us scope to provide more of these playgrounds. So I suppose what we're saying is we're asking the community to find which parks which, which parks do we want to want to put these in. We've, we've a total of about three will be able to be, be able to build from about eight or nine. So you tell us, you let us know, that's what we're after, community consultation, feedback of where you want to put these play equipment. Every new subdivision is built with some, a bit of a reserve, um, some space that's been set aside. So as I understand it, the council staff have found some, uh, a list of those eight playgrounds, eight, eight open places where there, some gear could be put in. What does it add to hear from the, the local community? Why can't just leave it to the council or the councillors to choose? Well, you know, as a council and as councillors, we, we're here to represent the community. So we want your feedback. We want you guys to let us know which parks... Where, where, where they think that the most people have gone into Orange lately and we don't want to put it in a park and spend $130,000 on these playgrounds. It's not going to be used. We want to put it in where it's going to be most utilised. So, yeah, let us know. Drop us a line. If you're interested in having your say on that one, go to the Your Say Orange website, vote for your favourite neighbourhood park and we'll see what happens. Councillor Jason Hamling, thanks for your time today. Yeah, thanks very much. As we battle through the drought, Orange City Council took a range of steps to improve the way we manage water for the community. We did big stuff like raising the height of the dam wall or building a stormwater harvesting system. We've also tackled micro-scale stuff that'll end up making a big difference. Comms team member Ellie Bryce has been finding out about a new plan that'll eventually install an online link in every front yard. Thanks for that, Alan. I'm now here with Josh Barnes, who is Council's Works Engineer for Water and Sewer. Welcome, Josh. Thank you, Ellie. Josh, talk us through, I guess, a somewhat exciting project that has been on the cards for a little while and we're starting to roll out now around the city. Well, Ellie, we're now starting to roll out our smart water metering program, uh, which is quite an exciting time in waters, and I guess it's probably one of the biggest things that's happened in water metering for the last 25 years. We're now able to put devices on water meters to actually get readings back electronically. Now, it's a day late in data, but you can actually see your water usage pretty much live. Yeah, that's super exciting. And what does that mean for residents that 
will hopefully eventually have one of these devices? Look, I think some of the key things are is you can actually start to understand your water usage throughout the day, but you can also start to see when you have leaks in your properties. Uh, This sort of software can actually tell you when you have leaks, how much it is, um, and what it does is it actually uses the technology in the meter to see how many litres per hour you're using. And if you're continually using water overnight when you probably shouldn't be, it'll actually bring it up as a leak and notify you of it. If that's sort of the benefit for residents, what is the benefit for council? So I guess for council, on the the flip side, I guess you'd call it, is that we're, it's part of the way we can help the community save water uh, by letting them know when they have leaks. It also helps better inform council of, say, where our water's going and how it's being used as such across the community, not just in residential, but also in commercial and industrial as well. Mm, Of course. And this stage is only sort of testing and a little rollout, is that right? Yeah, that's right, Ellie. So it's only a trial at the moment that we're doing. Uh, The trial is about 252 properties across town. Uh, The metres are nearly fully installed. I think we've got 241 currently installed with 21 remaining. Uh, Then we started to engage with the community as well. We've got a bit more engagement coming on to help them uh, get on board and get the uh, software up. But we'll be doing that in the weeks to come, I guess you'd say. Yeah, fantastic. And obviously nothing is set in stone, but I guess what's the grand plan and the hope for the future with this? Oh, look, Ellie, I think it'd be good... It would be really interesting when we go through and do a bit of a business case study on what we've done with this trial of the 252 water metres being rolled out. Uh, And I guess from that trial that we do and the business case, it would be nice to start to see it get rolled out across the city. It would be really interesting and I think it would be great to see it happen. I think there's very good benefits in it for the city, especially becoming a smarter city and a water-sensitive city as well. Yeah, of course. Well, we'll tell everyone to um, keep an eye out and obviously if there are some up for grabs, they'll be able to get involved. Yes, no doubt they will, Ellie. Great. Thanks, Josh. See you later. Now with a wrap-up of the week, Orange City Council CEO David Padil. Yeah, look, it was a it was a um, a sad week with the funeral this week of Mario Councillor Mario Prevatira. Um, great guy, really straight up guy. He was he was respected by other councillors, respected by staff, and you know it was a poignant moment seeing all the staff lined up the street um, as the funeral car went past. So thanks to everyone who did that. Really, really nice. Appreciate it. We had council this week. One of the big items was the health master plan down at Bloomfield. Seeing that adopted by council is a really positive step forward for the whole master planning and development of that precinct. That was good. Um, Great to hear Josh Barnes talking about water metres because some of the technology we we use here is really ahead of the game. Those guys are looking at metering that's just going to allow us to to know so much more about behaviours. And, of course, good to hear from Jason Hamling. You know, sport is his thing. And, and there's some things happening here, the Cricket Centre of Excellence, the $25 million sporting precinct. Um, it, it's good to see this city really is, is developing well. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Remember to subscribe where you get your podcasts. This is Alan Reader. Catch you next time.